Source energy, blessing us with adversity, birth and visions of freedom, where curses used to be. Yeah, source energy. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of True Chat, a community podcast, a May music production. And I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds. And this, my friends, is episode four of season eight, titled... Limbirds Blossoms. Yes, we are back with another group of A Journey to Manhood's third group. Now, this interview was actually done at the end of last summer, but this is prime time for what these youth are talking about. It's amazing how as much as things change, a whole bunch of shit stay the same. Okay. And yes, I did say it, and I meant it just how it sound. It stays the same, okay? If you all are appreciating the gems that these youth are dropping and throughout the different episodes, please hit that subscribe button, follow, drop a couple of pennies, if you will, okay? <laughs> and I also encourage you all to engage with the questions Spotify has a nice little feature where you can stay anonymous and give your thoughts and opinions, whether you like what I'm saying, like what they're saying or not. But before we move into this episode, I want to bring you all's attention on what's going on in the world in our homeland, Africa. Okay. Uh, Countries like Rwanda. And the United States, you know how this country is always pushing and bullying their way into something, right? And I wonder if we realize this is what, what I've been talking about, how we create our own realities. I'm taking you all back to conversations around sexuality, okay? And mind you, keep in mind that sexuality deals with creation, I was having a conversation with this sister, a Christian sister, uh, at this African shop that I like to shop at. And she was going on and on about how the United States can't go into other countries and telling them how to be. They need to cut that out. It's a lot because we were both in the agreement of it's a lot going on in the world today because the prices were going up. I was looking for the frankincense and myrrh mix. And they didn't have any more. That's actually how the conversation started as it relates to importing and exporting. Okay, And those of you all that are looking for a business to start, that's a really good one. Maybe about five or 10 years ago, it it started to become popular, especially for black folk. But people of color in general have been doing that since the beginning of times. That's how they create they create their money, their wealth, their purpose. And our country has its citizens blind to what they go out to do when they're actually jumping on, jumping in on somebody's side in another country. That's because they want something over there. Okay, think about it. Think about it in your own backyards. Think about it on your own playgrounds. How people really get down. Do we do the right thing because it's the right thing to do or because it's right for our pockets? Our own personal gains. Well, you have people that are fleeing countries seeking asylum here in the United States because in their own countries, they trying to kill them. They trying to put them to death for having feelings or loving someone of the same sex. And United States want to jump in and bring the LGBTQ community and take post and take up for them, but these countries are saying, no, we don't want that here. We don't want to taint our culture. You have one president that say he stand and represent the people while he got a lot of his people sneaking out that goddamn country to save their lives. Look at how we do each other. Can you not see how we create our own realities, how history repeats itself? how the Bible happens over and over and over again. Fire, water, 
It's coming. The wind is coming now. She about to cleanse this place. And you all, I just, I don't understand. What I will say is that our children come back to show us so that you have an opportunity to correct the direction that you're going. But instead, it's a resistance. And we continue to do the same old shit while history will repeat itself and we will be wiped out again. If you think being straight is something that's real, then you got another thing coming. That's why there are things that are continuously creating on top of that, because that was the first real hoax. It created all this other shit that we have out here. As you continue to resist, discriminate, or hate on people that are not like you, it will end up at your doorstep where you have to deal with it or die. And that's real. Think about the way your taste buds change throughout your life. What makes you think and, wh- and why do you think that is? Your body changes. Nature changes. Everything changes. We come the way we come for a reason. And who is another human to tell another human who they should be and what they have the right to do. Come on, y'all. I need y'all to open your ears, your hearts, and your mind. Listen, and let's go. Let's go. This is the second year that uh, we've done group discussions with A Journey to Manhood. But this is the first year that I've sat in a room and it's been all girls. I am here back with year two at Lynn Bloom Park with another group of A Journey to Manhood. And uh, believe it or not, (laughs) we got all girls this time, y'all. It's just getting better and better. So with that being said, like we always do on True Chat, we introduce ourselves. So if you all will go around and tell me your name, what grade you're going to, and how you all happen to be in this program. My name is Kaya. I'm going to eighth grade, and I, I got here because I interviewed while I applied. Okay. My name is Dakila. I'm going to eighth. I got in this program because I wanted to see what it felt like working with other people's kids and teaching them new things. Wow. With other people's kids, huh? <laughs> My name is Kamaya. I'm going to eighth grade, and I got into this program because I love helping kids and working with them. Okay. So what part of the program are you all in? What have you all done thus far this summer? What are you doing? Go ahead. My name is Kaya. I'm going to eighth grade, and I came here because I wanted to feel the work experience. Like, come on, be working, and she be tired of like, why she be tired of I want to feel the working experience, and I felt it. You felt that you be tired? Yes. <laughs> so you know why you want to be tired, right? Yes. Okay. What have you all, what part of the program have you all experienced here? Mm-hmm. Have you all, is the DJ and Academy over here? No. No, so you all didn't get the DJ and Academy. All right, you all are in the work workforce program, right? Yeah, the work study, ca- the junior counseling. Junior counseling. So tell me about the junior counseling. Yeah, tell me about what you all have what you all have experienced. What is the the challenging things you all had? The kids. Be more specific. Like they they cool at times, but being I'm I'm like everybody don't like they be kind of say so when I say it this, but. They being younger, it's like being closer to their age. So they feel like, not they don't have to respect you, but they have more respect for the older people than you. So they feel like they can play with you more. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right, and that's challenging. Like sometimes you have like, you can talk to them, but sometimes they feel like, oh, well I can do what I want, huh? Yeah, so that's challenging, but it's, it's, at times it, it's fun. Like sometimes you be like, well, I want to go to work tomorrow, but at other times don't come. Anybody else? How about you? What were some of your challenging moments? 
Well, I really worked it with the six-year-olds, so it wasn't really a challenge. They just had to use the bathroom a lot, and it was like, we was all the way at the field, and then we had to keep walking back and forth, and that, that would really make me tired. Okay. I, I, I just wanted to go home that day. Well, kind of what she said, the, like, the disrespectful kids, because they'll talk back to you, but then, like, one day, they'd be all cool to listen to you. So it's like you would have an argument one day, and then the next day they'd be all cool. Now you get to see patterns, all right? So you can see some of the things that, some like, what some of the adults go through with even your generation, and then you all get to see what the younger generation you all are going through some of the same things. So how did a journey to manhood help you to deal with some of those challenges? What did you do? Um, if, if we are argue, like, like this happens to me, and it's like, it, it's like sometimes it'll be like, whatever, but then sometimes it'll be something for real, like a cuss or something, I'll write them up. Cause yeah, or sometimes, um, like if like, I put them by themselves and have a one-on-one -on -one talk with them, and then they'll be for the rest of the day. How did you fix your problem with having to go back and forth to the restroom all the time? Oh, I, I before we went, like when the day start, we take them get water, let them use the bathroom, and then after that, then we take them to get, basically we take them to get water and go to the bathroom three times a day. In the morning, in the afternoon, and then before they leave to go home. So you schedule times. That's yeah. how you fix it. You, you schedule the time so that they can work together. What did you do? How did you deal with some of your challenges? So basically, I'll do what she said. I'll write them up. Or I have like the counselor to write them up. Or like if it's real, real serious, I'll get a. Uh, if it's real, real serious, I'll get uh, the, uh, the boss to yeah. write them up. So, great question. How do y'all feel about that? Well, y'all had to write them up. What, what did you go through in your mind and in your heart? He not going to say nothing else after this. Say that again? He not going to say nothing else after this. <laughs> okay. What about you? I don't really have any thoughts about it. Really? So, you trying to tell me that with y'all being so close in age to the, the younger ones, you feeling like, dang, I got to write this kid up. Y'all never went through that with someone like it's at school. And you feel like you ain't never, you've never been written up or gotten in trouble where you might have wanted them to do something different. That's what I mean. Like, did y'all go through that? Like, dang, I got to write this kid up. I don't want to do that. You didn't want to, <laughs> you didn't go through I admit, that. I admit writing up. So tell me why I'm coming. I'm coming to you. Why? Why did you feel like yes? I'm. I'm writing your because, writing you because because they know they know what's their limit. Cause like why would you just cuss at me? They know how far to go. So when you went too far, I'll show you how far you could really go. You gonna get real well. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I don't really get in trouble like that, so I don't know the feeling of. It's not a lot. I don't know the feeling <laughs> like of being in trouble. So if I write them up, I don't really have no feelings because I don't know how to feel. Uh-huh, so hold it though, because we're going to come back to you on this one. Miss, tell me your name again, I'm sorry. Dekyla. Dekyla. Tell me why you say she Because, because the way she acts, it's just like she, she, she Talk, talk. Like this, this conversation right here, let me say this. In this conversation right here, this is you all's. What I really want you all to take away from this podcast is how to express yourself how to get things out, you're learning how to communicate a bit differently. Like when you all were actually in this program, y'all learn how to communicate, learn how to uh, interview for jobs, how to speak to adults when it comes to professionalism, how to ask for things you want. Now I guarantee you, this is something uh, that I've gone through a lot of different youth groups, that there are difficulties with the generations, how we communicate with each other. And so with you all having this work experience, you all are getting hands-on. Just like you said, you want to know what the heck your mom is talking about when she's tired. You know what I mean? So now you got that experience. Now you also get an experience of what it feels like to have someone that doesn't listen to you when you know you know better. You know you got what, they're, what they need in order to 
succeed or in order to get whatever job done or whatever to get whatever done here in this experience. So here's your chance, your opportunity to talk about that without any judgment, without feeling like you're going to get in trouble, but also use your voice. And the reason I say that is because these are air. So you all will get to listen to it, come back, see what worked, see what didn't work. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you already had it in a bag where you were like, <clears throat> let me redo mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was funny to me. Once you all listen to it, you will hear yourselves and think, you will hear what, things. What can we listen to it on? Thanks for asking. Let's say if she lying or not lying, but what makes you think that she gets in trouble? Because like when I was working with her, she a cool person, but at the same time, she played too much. Like she, she will play all day, but then when it comes to work, like, she gonna be serious about it, but sometimes she be playing, so I would think she'd be lying and be getting in a, a little trouble in school. A little trouble, right? Yeah. The main one that be playing. Okay, so no, check this out. Right, but that's just her perception. That's yeah, her that's, her. That's, that's, and that's a, that's a great thing. That's yeah. her perception. You can be smart enough to play when to play, when not to play, who to do it around so that you don't get in trouble. Not to say that you're not doing what everybody else is doing, you just kind of know when to play the game, know how to play the game. And so it keeps you out of certain things. So with that being said, that's something that we can learn from, in each, from each other, all right? When I was younger, I, I used to pride myself on that right there. I had older sisters <laughs> and uh, I, get, I got to watch them and pay attention to how they got in trouble, you know? And knew what things, not, what things to do and not to do. That and then exposure to others to other people and how they got down. So, let's bring it back to a journey to manhood. Are there any, like right now we have, we have three, three girls. Were there any guys in the group? Yeah, two. No, it was three. Laquan, Elijah, and Marquise. Marquise, not in this. No more, four. So just but one. they were in the group. Yeah. They came on one meeting. So, so how was it? Have y'all been in programs or like summer programs with boys before? Yeah. How was this one? How was the? How did you all interact with the boys? Regular. You have to tell me what regular means. I mean, it wasn't like nothing new because it's not like these was new boys. We've been knowing. Uh huh. It's like we grew up with them. Okay. But would you say growing up with them is different from now you're in a work environment versus just knowing yeah. them yeah. differently? So sometimes you're going to see a different experience because y'all work together now versus y'all just live in the same area or go to the same school or from the same community. Is it different? Kind of because when we here, when we at work, I can't say what I want to say or I can't do it all. I want to smack them in their face. But I have to, because you are still, you are still a worker, so I'll be having to be my composure. You still have to work, though. So, even outside of work, you will, you will smack them in their face? Why? Oh, yes. They, you know how they act. I they, just, I just, right. So, what is playing too much? Because they'll hit you and run over there, get something to say, and I just want to mock them. But when we on work hours, they be like, oh, you can't do this to the team council. Okay, watch me off this clock. Oh. So they, you think the fellas take advantage of them? <laughs> yes, cause they, cause they know on work hours you can't do nothing. What is, what do you see different? Oh, uh, basically, it was like, I think it was two weeks before camp started, and me and Elijah was talking, and then he like, okay, he he be, he be cursing, everybody cursing, he was cursing, but. <laughs> <laughs> they just told on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he be cursing, but when we are like around other people, kids, we don't curse because it's like, now they could go back telling their mama something we said then the our boss would get in trouble for it because we're cursing in front of them. So you saw a different side of him. You saw a mature yep. side. Like, yep. yo, this brother can actually pull it together. A little bit. But what, about, what about you? It wasn't really no difference. They just play a little less. Play a little less, okay. That's a good thing. Do you all feel like you all learn anything from them? No, no. They, if anything, they learn something from us. That is all, go always be the case, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, 
but even 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 if it's something that is not necessarily a positive thing. So even if it's even if the negative you they always pick it up and it's just because it's the way of human nature. Um, I'm, I could go into that conversation, but we'll save that another time. Hopefully I'll see you guys in part two. Usually in programs, you're usually seeing women that are running the programs or teaching. And uh, this program, you have men. You have men, boys that were already in the program. Maybe these guys were new, but boys are used to being in this program. They're used to boys. How did you, how do you feel, how did it feel having a male teacher? Regular? Well, she said I got male teachers at school. Okay. Oh, I just grew up with male teachers. Like, all my classes, I had at least one more male teacher. At least one. So most of you all usually have male teachers? Yeah. Or female. Okay, so tell me how that, how that goes. How do you all like having male teachers uh, versus female teachers? No, like, sometimes the male teachers are more understanding than those. Right, because I had this one male teacher like when I was in school that I used to like, because sometimes the kids in my classroom would be irritated. So I like go up like with my teachers and he'd be one of the classes that I go into and I just get on the computer and just sit and quiet. Mm -hmm. um, um, I don't know. I don't know to be honest. Hmm. It's just like they're more fun than female teachers. Is it because they're not a little bit more lenient, you think? Yeah. Hmm. So, that's a conversation that we all need to have. This is not, what y'all saying is not new, meaning that the other groups that I've interviewed said the same thing. So that's a conversation that needs to be had, and there's a reason to that. It's the same reason that also has to do with young girls or girls and their mothers getting along and being able to converse and have serious conversations that can change all of our lives. So that's something that I urge you guys to pay attention to. What are some of the skills that you all are gonna take from this program out into school or your everyday life? Patience. Say it again loud. Patience. Patience. <laughs> I know, okay, okay, everybody just gets hurt. But it's like, when I get to school or something, I don't be cursing like that because I know it's going to be teachers around and I can really get in trouble for this. So I know how to just keep my cool sometimes. So you know how to keep your cool? Yeah. That's what's up. When and when not to. That's, that's great. Not coming back to you. How to work hard. How to work hard. So you trying to say you, you, you wasn't a hard worker before this? I mean, I was, but I wasn't as working hard as I am now. Okay, so tell us what it means to work hard then. Like, being better at myself, like how, like, well, how I used to be was like, I was like, eh. And now I'm just like, I don't know how to explain it. So this is what I hear you saying. I think I hear you saying. And if I'm not, correct me. When we were on the west side, one of the counselor over there brought up self-love, all right? And self-love is really noticing yourself. It starts with self. It's different from being selfish. You got to start, like, you caring about the things you say now. You caring about the kind of work you put out. You seeing that, yo, <laughs> this is my life. I'm the one that is in control, or I make the difference. Sometimes on how people see me. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's kind of what I hear you saying. <laughs> you just gonna go with it? <laughs> okay. What were some of the things that, if you could change in this program, what are some of the things that you would change? Some of these rec leaders. Say that again? Some of these rec leaders. Some of the rec leaders. Why? Because it's just one rec leader. He don't do his job. He always led the junior recs take over his job. It's like these, like, it's like the kids run over the rec leader, and, but it shouldn't be that because he should be telling them what to do, stuff like that. But he just let the kids tell him what to do. Like they would say, oh, let's go to the party, but it's not on schedule. Then he just gonna take them to the party. Basically, it's like he scattered the kids. Yes, ma'am. What would you, what would you change? 
I would change like because I'd be holding myself in talking because these kids out, but I would change kicking them out like if I could like you gotta go right now and call your mama. You hardcore boy. She ready to write them up. She ready to kick them out. <laughs> so like how many like <clears throat> What kind of chances do you be giving these kids <laughs> before you, you get to the point like, yo? Because like, it, it takes you so long. Cause like, it's just one kid. I'm not gonna say his name, but it's just one kid, and he he knows how to push your buttons. And I'll be ready to really tell him, call his mama, cause you gotta go. But I can't tell him to leave. I'll be writing him up. Like, I'm gonna give you a few times before you gotta go. Cause like, you will say something. I'll probably say something back, but I, I realize like, I can't even argue with you. So, say something. You say something else, say something else. Okay, now you get moved up. <laughs> okay. What about you? The games we play. The games you all play. Don't be bored. So you changed that too, huh? So give me an example. What games What, what games would you put in place? I don't know. Or like, would you maybe it wouldn't be a game. Maybe you do something different, totally different than a game. Something more active because the games we play, we play like red light, green light, like Johnny Come Across the like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cool. But, but that, was, that was what we played. I love the game, but I'm just saying, I just had to laugh. You know, they didn't even play anymore. <laughs> right, me neither. That's why I had to laugh. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go ahead. What would you? It's cool, but we don't like having games to like bring the like tell the kids to play so it's like they get bored at some times mm-hmm. and then they start getting energized and just sit down doing the whole thing so let me ask y'all this why do y'all think kids get bored because they're not active they're, they're not, not active or, or they don't get enough exercise not, not, not enough exercise is not fun uh why did you, when y'all get bored why do you get bored because they know to do it's like they come to come to do nothing. I'm talking about y'all. When if you all get bored, why do you get bored? Cause whatever you, not fun. Whatever you're doing is not fun. It becomes boring after a while. Because it's not engaging you. It's not engaging your mind, your spirit, the things that make you happy. Whatever that is. Like these so. kids, they like to play football for fun. Do you think it could be anything else that they could do? They like to play. They like they to do sports before. Okay. Or, but if we so, try to let them do sports, we gonna get in trouble because they're like, "This not on your schedule. This not on your schedule." So but that's what they like. For, like for a game, that's what they want to do: play football. Play basketball. So, so let me ask you this: So, um, in the beginning, did the day camp director go over the schedule uh, with the regulars and you guys doing y'all in-house training? Yeah, she gave us a list, and it's like. It don't say specifically, like it'll say go to that field, or it'll say game time, but it don't say specifically y'all got to do this for, for games when they play football. So what did they, What did she say that y'all need to do when it said game time? Did you guys incorporate whatever you wanted to do? No. Or it's games up in the closet. That so we, you had to go get the games that was here, but you couldn't game create no games for yourself. If it's game time in here, then we get those. But if it's at the field, like some groups have game time here, some groups have game right. time in the field. So if it's at the field, you have to get a game. You have to just play a game at the field. Like I was saying, you can't like play. So as a junior counselor, you know one of the things that I normally tell the junior counselors that they get with the rec leader and y'all brainstorm on some of the things that y'all would like to see the kids do. However, however. We have to find things that's engaging for them. Because if we don't, then that means that we're just putting our own ideology on the kids and they might think it's boring. So if they do that, how do you switch to something else? Well, we ask them what they want. And like, if we like don't have the materials for what they want, we're just going to, because we hadn't picked like four or five games. We'll play the first game. If we don't have the materials for the second game, we'll just ask them what other game they want to play. Okay. Did you guys have like a after action review with the with Sherry or with the regulators at the end to go over the good, the bad, and ugly every day, or y'all had staff meetings like every once in a while, or y'all didn't have it? 
y'all answer me in staff meetings. So how were you able to tell directly or Sherry about stuff that was concerning y'all as far as kids, the write-ups, and swearing? Because guess what? I guarantee you next year it's going to be different. A DJ Academy. So two days out of the week, we'll do DJ, but uh, more importantly, we're going to also probably have a, a reoccurring podcast session as well. That uh, I would love to see you all run. I want to, yeah. once I show you all what to do, you all are going to run it. You all are going to pick the topics. Um, and also, so that you know how you're on the south side, you're on the south side, unless you go to the, unless you got some cousins on the west side or you got some cousins on the east or on the north side. You really don't go over there, so you really don't know how they get down, or, or, or it's just talk, you know what I'm saying, or over the internet. One of the things that I'm telling y'all, like this, the internet and all of these, the technology that we have is great, but what it does is take you away from learning truth, from learning each other, keep you away from us, other black folk. So now you got other people telling you how to relate to other black folk. So now you judging these people over here, you know, we stay separate, but we don't need to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, so y'all get to know what's going on in this program. If it's something y'all want in this program that's over there on the west side that y'all would like to have here, like, yo, why they Now we get to communicate a different way of communication. The other thing that I want to say, and when I, when I brought that up is because you all have a lot more power than you all realize. You have to use your voice. This using your voice, say if you all are not in this program in the fall, but you're coming back for whatever reason, maybe you're gonna be out of town or maybe moving to a different side of town so you wouldn't be able to get here. Or you do. You have made it better for the next group because now they got something to work with. Oh, this is what they're feeling. But you all have to speak up. So another thing that this, this encourages is for you all to use your voice, is for you all to make the changes that you all want to see. To come back to you, first you. When I, like for instance, I used to run an outdoor pool in a different city, and I was just the assistant manager. The manager was the one that really get the bottom line safe, but I did all the work. A lot of times that comes in, into play, especially if it's your first year, that's you, you get to take, you can look at it two ways. One, yes, that is happening. They should probably do, they doing that freshman thing where they giving you all the work. And yes, whatever, whatever the, say, the say is. But the other thing is you get to learn all of the things very fast. You know what I mean? It might not necessarily feel good, but once you make it through that experience, you are that much stronger. Coming back to what you said, I want you to look at it. I want you to be able to see yourself in these, in the children that you work with. And what I mean by that is, we need that buffer. And you being that buffer, have to be able to understand where they're coming from. So you might want to look at it like, if that were you, how would you respond? How would you act? Would you behave? Would you listen? I was in these shoes before, like, I did act up for my record. This probably was because he is karma for how I acted, but I acted up because mama was there. Mama did work here when I was in camp, but that was when I was, like, in six-year-old, seven and eight, so I ready to act up. But when I was, like, in nine and ten, eleven, twelve, mama didn't work here no more. So I'm like, well, I don't work here, so I can do what I want. So that's how it was. Like, I'm, nobody's mama not here. You know, I want to work here, but still, like, no, I'm not here, so I could just so you got to take that knowing and flip the script. What would have been different for you if somebody had somebody like you? If you had somebody like you, you know what I mean? You have to use those. These are, these are strengths that you all are having that y'all learning that you take it for granted right now. You don't know it, but you are. You're learning something that a lot of the, you'll find yourself, the kids that are not in programs and they're out in the streets, or they're not, you know what I'm saying? There's no structure. They might be learning some stuff too, but they don't get it because there's no real structure for them to say, okay, you know what? Let me take this skill I just learned and put it back over here. Let me use it over here. 
Let me use this conversation, the things I just learned in this conversation. Just like she said, when I go back to school, now I know how to chill out on certain things. I know how to not maybe take things not so personal or I can move this over. I, you know what I'm saying? I can come over here and, and, and use this situation, this situation from the conversation I learned over here differently. So I'm kind of talking over myself, but I'm getting, I feel like y'all get and understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I got a couple more questions and then we'll be out of here. So the pandemic, we just finished a pandemic. We finished COVID. People got vaccinated. Some people didn't get vaccinated. How do y'all feel that you all came out of the pandemic? What, what were some, some of the things y'all felt that it changed in your, either at school or in your, in your households? It's like, like when I, when before, when we had to wear masks, it was irritating. And then when like, when we, when we had to start wearing masks and get to talk around other people, it was like, I felt like my normal self again. Cause when I had the mask on, I didn't feel like myself. All I didn't feel like myself. But then when I got back around the people that I used to be, used to be hanging around, I felt like my normal self. I was like, oh yeah, I could do this now, I could do that. I felt like, just myself. Like the pandemic changed me. A little bit, cause like we had to be stuck in the house. It really kind of changed me because I still be in the house, but it kind of changed me because it made me look at it. it. made me look at certain stuff differently, and I don't have to be looking at smoke stuff. Cause everything going another pandemic. Mhm. Mm monkey box. <laughs> so you feeling another pandemic coming on? Mm -hmm. Tell me what. So so how did it change, or did it change anything for you either at home or school? The pandemic changed at like school, but it didn't really change at home. Hmm. So what when you said change at school, was it the, the learning was better or was it worse? It was kind of both, I guess. Cause when you work on a computer, it's like the work is not really hard. It's like easy, but you don't really get nothing done. So when you work like in person, like when you work on writing, that skill really like took away from you because you was typing on the computer so long. So it's like, it kind of became hard once we started doing our regular routine. So what about from the learning at home, being stuck at home and logging in versus in person? Would you prefer staying at home, being homeschooled or going to school? socializing and being in the classroom and acting silly and funny and and also trying to learn in that type of environment? It depends on my mood because I like both because I like socializing with my friends which I'm not really that silly but my friends are <laughs> but uh, I can't really do that on a computer but if we really do it on the computer, we get in trouble. So we're like sitting in the chat, but then everybody will know our business. So it's like I go to school like when I'm happy, and then online, and I'm like not feeling it. How do you all feel? Are you all, do you all stay or live in Inglewood, the community of Inglewood? Yes, you? I live down the street. Inglewood, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so all, all, the three of you all live in Inglewood. How do you it's all feel? I'm from, but I'm from. <laughs> but I'm from around here. How do you all feel about the violence that happens in, in Inglewood? And it's that's this thing. You hear what they did to that boy? They him log out his eye clam when Y'all see that video? Which one? They took that boy log out your eye clam and they put a gun to him like, now run down 79. But naked, and like, they took his drawers and everything. It was so sad. Really? Like, what? Right. The boy he looked young. Right, that he they put a gun to his chest and his head. Who's they? Like, I don't know. I don't know. We seen their face. Okay. Like a video was going around, and he is down the street. They did that down the street. We black folks. Now why y'all killing other black folks? Y'all, it's like y'all showing these white people we don't care about each other, and I don't like that. You said they don't care about us. Right, but it's like they get a Michael Jackson. Them. If they against their own kind, then it is what it is. That's what I say. 
That's what I keep saying. If you hear, hear the podcast, we teach them how to treat us. You, you look and see all music that's ever been created. And I don't care what anybody, I, I will challenge anybody. All music that has ever been created came from a style that we, as black people, African people first, then descendants of African people started. Okay, started making beats and stuff. All of that, even country music, even classical music. I'm telling y'all, and it's the truth. Once you start studying, you'll see and know exactly what I'm talking about. So saying that to say, they are always watching. They are always watching. Yeah. Question. Yes. Do you know who made the first beat? <laughs> no, I don't. They made beats. They made but it wasn't beats a human. It wasn't a human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There wasn't no human. No. Because that was sound. Now, actually sound, we make sound exist. Uh, but sound was out before we came. But I was I was researching something. But I know what you meant. I know you're not talking about that. Like, I was researching something and like, they, used, they said they used to use beats as code when they was in slavery. Yeah. Music is a and way of communication. Hairstyle like braids and stuff as maps. Mm-hmm. Like when they different hairstyles for maps and beats for codes and stuff. For certain, for certain, certain tribes or certain cultures within Africa, because people think, oh, it's no, it's huge. That's a, a continent. That means it's a whole bunch of countries there that have different ways of life. But we just all, you know what I mean? We're 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 of color. You know what I'm saying? There's some even different shades of that color. So, so far as beats being codes or music being codes like drums. They are. They're a way of, they were a way of life. They were a way of communication before slavery. So it was brought from, it was a tool used from where we came from and we used it here. So that was taken away, especially in the different Caribbeans, the Caribbean islands. They took them away <laughs> because it was even, the, the sound traveled even more. So you can travel, you can like, like miles and miles and miles away being able to tell people where to go. Uh, how to get there just by playing certain uh, certain rhythms, you know, and it wasn't like you listen to it and know, you know, how to follow it. You know, it was the, the, the drum is talking it's saying something. So, yeah, that's real. What were you? What's your what's your experience with the violence? Or how do you feel about the violence in Inglewood? Oh, I don't like it because it's like you just out here killing people for no reason. Like I was watching the news one time and they just shot a black boy because they thought it was the person they was looking for. But no, it was a it was a different black boy, but they looked like, but they shot the wrong person. And these, this is the police? Yes. So that's a level of violence too, that we haven't really been, been discussing in these circles. What about you? I mean, I don't like it. Uh, it wasn't. It was either yesterday or the day before yesterday where my cousin had got an alert on her phone because she got the citizen app. And it was, I don't know, I don't know who it was, but it was some people that had shot a woman. Like, it was on 71st and something, but they had shot a woman for no reason. So here's the last question, you guys. What do you think we can do to change the situation with the violence in our community? They could, like, like how they abandon abortions, they could abandon guns because it's so important that everybody just, Oh, let's just buy a gun to do nothing. Okay, but they could put like use protection. No, you you all you get a chance to chime in. She's gonna say else be it and everybody. Right, yeah, but they should ban guns because like they just ban the gun just to kill people for no reason. It's no funny you just shooting somebody in the head because for fun. I see like some people. They kill for revenge. Like, somebody they know got, like, somebody I know, his sister got shot, and now he's, he been looking for this same person for two years. Like, they, they kill, some people kill for revenge, and I understand you were hurt, but, like, what's killing them gonna do? They shot her, they shot her, now they both did. What's the killing them gonna do? Because it's not, it's not gonna satisfy you, it's not gonna bring that person back, so... You just took another life for no reason. And justice 
and, and court is really better than trying to put it into your own hands. And I just feel like this podcast and keep speaking about it, keep speaking about it, it's going to help. I feel like I don't I think it was around like a year or two years ago but it was a crossfire um I think it was like 60 something and my uncle was on his way to work and he got hit in his neck and in his spine and around like four months later he died like around Christmas on my cousin's birthday. So it's like they just don't kill. Basically. What would you change to make it better? What would you do to make it better? Teach like the younger kids because they growing up around me. Because they see their families, they see their cousins, their uncles, their sisters, their daddies growing up around guns and playing with guns around them. So I would like to teach the younger kids like to teach like that violence is bad and how it can hurt somebody. Yeah, that's what's up. What, are, what is something that you want to tell or say to the older generation that you might not say to their face, but you can use this podcast for them to listen to. Something that we should know to help you all. Or, you know, whatever. This my child generation no more. This not the same as how y'all grew up. This is definitely, so y'all can keep like, y'all can keep using old ways to try to fix this stuff. You don't have nothing to say to the old folks. <laughs> The own generation? Nothing. Stop showing your kids this stuff. Stop showing your kids this stuff. That's what's up. Yep. And I want to thank you all. Thank you all for sharing your hearts. Thank you for sharing your mind and your spirit, your truths. This right here is going to make a big difference, and I really look forward to seeing you all again. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Once again, we had the youth wowing us with crucial information just by being themselves, telling the truth. Okay? Sister said, just like they ban abortion, they can ban guns. How do our children know that and we don't? Or do we? Here's the real get down. Stop using the same old ways to fix new problems. Get down, girl. (laughs) Yes, if you all recall, our school drills involve the weather and fire. Now, there are school drills that involve how to hide from the shooter. It's called the lockdown drill. Using old tactics for new problems. And I know a lot of time these conversations that I have with you hit the adults hard, especially if you all are parents of these youth or when you're listening, it triggers you. Because it sounds like some of the same things that are going on in your household. But parents, elders, especially my generation, these are our children. You got to open up your ears and your hearts to hear the truth. I think we have a lot of the wrong things that we are concerned with instead of truly loving our children. I keep bringing you back to the difference between being punished and disciplined. 
What is it that we want them to do? Who is it that we want them to be? I was listening to Jamel Hill's podcast, Unbothered, when she, inter- when she interviewed Omari Hardwick. And they were kind of discussing the younger generation and how they like to skip steps. And I'm wondering if, because I'm, I'm one that, that, that is annoyed by that too. But the difference with me is I understand it. I skipped steps or I used to try and skip steps, but I had elders that stopped me from doing it, but also showed me how to make it easier where it felt like you were skipping steps. I'm wondering if we're teaching our children that. And when they do what we attempted to do and was not corrected, become angry offend it, take it personal, and then want to punish instead of discipline, teaching. Those are our children. Where do you think they're getting it from? She also had an episode, which is the latest episode, where she interviewed Miss Cleo Bailey on her new album. And I really enjoyed that interview because she gave the young sister big ups. She made her feel strong while this young lady stood in her own power, supported by an older sister. Well, she supported her in feeling the strength in her standing in her own power. And that's a that's something that we are not doing enough for our for our children and for the younger generation. Then wonder why they are angry with us. I know a lot of it has to do with being bitter from not having the tools and the access and the exposure to what they have. But again, those are our children. We created that exposure. We created that access so that they would not have to experience the same things that we did. But are we teaching? Are we disciplining or are we punishing them for the things that we missed out on? Did we really miss out? Or is that a part of evolution? There's a lot going on in the world today, you all. It's time to see ourselves in our youth, in the younger generations, meaning the ones just right under you, but the ones that are showing us more of it and finding ways to break through are the generations under them. Now, you all heard me mention earlier in the podcast when I was asking the youth, what did they take away from the lessons that they learned from the youth that they were responsible for throughout the summer? (laughs) Patience was a big thing. So how are we teaching our children how to deal with challenges when we struggling with it, when we haven't dealt with our own challenges? Critical thinking was a big part of my curriculum in the company I created, Mosiah's Roots Outdoor Adventures and Fitness, where I would prepare the students for an outdoor culminating camping trip by teaching outdoor survival skills along with problem-solving, critical thinking, and team-building activities. All of these things were a must to participate in before they actually took this trip out into the woods. This was a skill that I learned. Well, I I learned to perfect it as a facilitator, which was one of my favorite roles as a homeschool teacher. We would actually get contracted out by private schools and other youth groups to come out and facilitate these programs and activities. I think about the lack of training that we are giving our youth and then expecting them to do great jobs. It's like we're setting them up for failure. But what I am amazed at is how they are figuring this thing out themselves for themselves. That's what you were hearing throughout this previous interview with these girls. Now, mind you, the previous interviews that I've had with Lindblom have always had some very interesting and it seemed like they were 
uh, before their time as well. Interesting youth. If you can recall the last couple times that I was here, just go back through. And they always had a small group, but very wise. I love how these young girls speak with their own authority. A confident. So have you. That's why I said before their time, but they're definitely still kids. Okay. <laughs> so with that knowing, those are the youth that we train to become trainers for the next generations. When you build it, they will come. These are young, these young folk in a journey to manhood are choosing to do better because of the things that they want they see around them that they want to change or just inspiring to be and as you listen throughout these interviews like I do I go back and I listen to what they're saying and what they're not saying okay you know what's a big one these days with especially with our boys is how to receive criticism and knowing that it should be compartmentalized. That everything you hear about you is not necessarily true. It is someone else's perception that is projected, projecting. You can choose to receive that and take it for real and truth, or you can choose to let people have their own way of thinking. Ironically, the boys weren't there. And actually, those are not the only choices that you have. What I'm seeing is that there seems to be very few choices that our young boys, our, our youth in general, but it, now it's just, it's, it's amazing me how extremely insecure our young boys have come, and you can see it in the way they compete with each other who they're starting to compete with now. You know what I mean? You have a lot more boys competing with girls than boys competing with boys. It used to be about the bronze, but it's something really different now. And I know a lot of people want to chomp that up to them being overly sensitive. Highly sensitive people is a, a gift, okay? A gift undeveloped, okay? What's more important? Do you want to appear to be right or actually be right or feel good? Why do we do the right thing? Hmm. Is it because it's the right thing to do or the fear of getting in trouble? You hear that? Again, it brings you back to the episode where we talked about discipline versus punishment. What happens when a child is older and threats no longer scare the child? into behaving the way you want them to? What happens when you're able to continue to control your child with the fear of getting something or some form of punishment? Pain, suffer. Who do you think they are going to become? How will the rest of the world control them? Okay, based on the way our world is being ran today, who do y'all think running the world now? And how do you think they were raised? Does it seem or feel like we're being governed by a people of discipline or a people of punishment? Yeah, that's one of them joy questions. Reflect and turn within by what you see outside. The people that we choose to Speak for us when we go to the polls. Represent us well, even in the seats that we'll never see or feel close to. <laughs> okay? Like the state senators, representatives in some cases, definitely the president and the judges. We're not sitting next to them, but we choose them. <laughs> you heard one of the participants talk about karma. It's her karma that these kids is acting the way they acting. Because <laughs> she gave her counselors a hard time. That was a self-correction, self-acknowledgement, self-correction. I'm telling you, we are learning from these younger generations, you all. So big up to the girls 
Thank you all again for sharing, dropping gems for the older generations to pick up. And I thank the older generations that are listening, that are opening up your minds and your hearts and receiving these gems that our young ones are leaving for us so that we can be better guides. The cycle of life. Okay? Thank you all for tuning in to True Chat. I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds, signing off and out. Peace. Source and source energy. Blessing us with adversity. Birth and visions of freedom. Where curses used to be. Yeah, source energy. Feels my being, give me choked in the throat. A reason for living. It is like everyone I might see adversity penetrating my communities, creating perceptions that we need to be freed. Source energy.